Dolomiti Sound Stories im Westen gerichtet sind. Die Ukraine wird mit Afrikas und die schwarzen Organisation ANC gerade als Ex-Häftling. Gut, nun steht wieder Berlin auf der Matte bei uns. Heute beginnt ja die Dezember. Notiziario Ladino. Settimanale di informazione locale in lingua ladina a cura di Margherita Menardi. Buongiorno a tutti. Sono Margherita Menardi, anche in questo un caparvellese so, al quanto a noi sarà pagina d'ampezzo della USH di Ladins. Ra Gazetta parla din. Scomenzerai a Lolo con il despiace a Ijimalto, un ampezzan. E saluto da un paese, da una terra, a un on che l'ha fatto troppo per la sua gente. Del 1975 l'ha fatto nascere a Union di Ladins d'ampezzo, resta presidente per 17 anni. Buon dì Maura. Oh, buon dì. Cavallo? Ah, per me, belle buone come voi. Ah, si, sì, dai. Per la cavallo, che? Sì, sì, sì. Scusa, vuoi bene domani? Il museo è aperto. Sì, le bene aperto. Eh, magari fai un salto da poco, no? Le bene aperto, tu ci dici adesso che da questa stagione sarò de sabeda. Bene. E teniamo la verde domenica. Che... Se chi dice che le tutte sono in la patola. Ah, da poco anche le, anche le burtemp, le, le inviavai che no, finis più. Bene, buono, allora magari se caso avvisa che la posa in su, no? Ehi, va bene. I'm Fabio Chiocchetti. I was lucky enough to work for 42 years in the Ladin Cultural Institute in San Giovanni. At the beginning it was a small structure consisting of two or three people. Little by little it has developed, acquired new skills, new staff and is now a cultural facility made up of 13, 14 people who are involved in the linguistics field, in research, in the history and the management of the museum. Ladin is a Romance language which, however, has been in direct contact with the German world, brought by the migrations started around the 4th, 5th century. First the Lombards, then the Franks, who occupied many areas that today are part of the southern Tyrol, 
also getting into close contact with the Ladin area and therefore also influencing certain lexical, linguistic and even phonetic developments. For sure, even certain forms of thought, let's put it this way, that are typical of the German language have passed into Ladin just as elements of the Romance language have passed from Ladin and into closely related dialects. For example, we say Meza la Luna, half past twelve, as in German. These are small elements that testify this correlation, the closeness with a centuries-old linguistic contact that occurs just as with German, also with the dialects of the Veneto-Trentino area, where the linguistic penetration is even easier, because here the languages are really close, so the blending is easier. Certainly, being between these two worlds, the small Ladin reality has been suffering from a very significant pressure for centuries. Entire areas that were once Ladin became German-speaking areas, as the entire Val Venosta or the plateau of Castelrotto, while other areas, I'm talking mostly around the Dolomites area, as Veneto and Friuli, switched to Romance languages, and this erosion continues now, so to speak. It seems to highlight this island around the Sella Massif with these five perched valleys, just like in a fortress that seems to defend itself strenuously from the attacks of neighboring languages. That's because during the 18th, the 19th century, people from these areas started to develop a certain awareness before they spoke whatever language others spoke there. There was no need to define themselves from a linguistic point of view, but when the history of Europe brings out both national and multinational realities, such as various empires and so on, national realities with their own language, history and culture, even Ladin people, have begun to ask themselves, who are we? Or they'd ask us, who are you? Are you German or are you Italian? It's a question that we get to hear even nowadays. And so here's the answer that we've arduously built over the centuries. It's this search for a third element, for a reality where different languages and cultures have coexisted for centuries, languages that have also brought different people and communities together. My name is Ulrike Innerkofler. My biggest passion is skiing and after that, mountaineering. I've been part of the Alpine Tour and mid-mountain guides for 10 years now. I was born in Sesto in Valpusteria. Um, where we come from, the mother tongue is German. In fact, at home we speak Tyrolean dialect and at school German. We study Italian as our second language. Before, we only did about an hour a week of Italian, so you basically learned nothing. But at the time, you didn't really care and you carried on with your language and you got by. And so you would only speak German and the, the Tyrol dialect. And then when I was 17, I got into the Italian nationals for alpine skiing and suddenly my world was well, Italian. And I was up against this, this big wall. 
because I would say, I don't understand a thing here. And if you don't understand your trainer, you can't get better. You did your thing, but you weren't going anywhere. And the reason for that was that you didn't understand the language. But luckily there were other Italian girls there that started to explain to me with easier words what the trainer was saying. And uh, it carried on like this for a year. And, and then I started to grasp the, the language better and I was able to carry on and, and go forward. That first year was, was really difficult. I wasn't getting better because I couldn't understand. But today it's different. Our children learn much more Italian and they're able to have conversations that we couldn't. In San Martino in Badia, at the Ladino Chastal de Tor Museum, we meet Paolo Vidusot. Here we are in the museum room dedicated to Ladine language. On one side, we see concrete, actual representations of this language, such as grammars, such as dictionaries, such as textbooks, calendars, almanacs, while on the other side, we have some examples of Ladin media, such as the weekly magazine Lausk de Ladins and other newspapers. Up to a copy of the first printed book about the history of Saint Genofefa, which dates back to 1878. Here's also a beautiful peculiarity that's the manuscript of the first Ladin grammar, intended as a proposal for a common Ladin language. Because, basically, we speak dialects. Dialects, let's say, of single villages, while for writing we use the codified variety for the individual valleys. Already in the 19th century, writing using a minority language in multiple varieties was considered as an obvious problem. So in 1833, a local priest wrote this grammar, proposing a unified language. Unfortunately, the text remained handwritten. It was published only 20 years ago. So his proposal has never been implemented, and we've inherited this problem of the lack of a standard language until today. Here, we have the proposal made almost two centuries later. Ladin Dolomitan, or Ladin Standard, the main idea was to create a common written language, starting from the expressions used in the majority. 
A dictionary came out of it, written in every individual idiom, but unfortunately, the most influential part of the Ladines didn't accept this variant, as it was perceived as artificial. So even today, we still write in five different variations. I think that being a minority to agree sooner or later on a written variant is one of our tasks as Ladines. Ladin is spoken in these five valleys around Montesella. We're in Val di Fassa. Beyond the Dolomite passes, there are Val Gardena and Val Badia, with the little town of Marebbe. Then, in addition to Pordoi, there are Fodom, Livingalongo, and a little further away, there's Cortina d'Ampezzo, which is part of a lateral area related to Cadorino, the Cadore region. But this is the original area that for many centuries was united within the historic county of Tyrol. Each valley has its own facius, as well as its own well-identified historical past. There's a lot of diversity, also in terms of languages, so that a singular local identity has been developed within each valley, not so much of a village, but of a valley itself. So until the time in which the term Ladin was generalized as an operation, we can even say a political one, the local population also identified itself with specific names, such as Fasan, Badiot, Ampezanes, and others. It took a couple of centuries before all these differences came together in a higher unity. But even today, this feeling of belonging to a community is still there and creates a variety of significant cultural, linguistic and literary expressions. Of course, from another point of view, this is a hesitation aggravated by the fact that from the First World War onwards, the valleys were deliberately aggregated into different administrative districts with a very specific aim, that of erasing this grey stain, as Ettore Tolomei said, in other words, to erase Ladines in the Dolomites. Unfortunately, this is a fact that every day affects more and more the sense of belonging. Also, it has been preserved by the democratic order of the Republic in the post-war period. It represents a big issue for Ladines, who systematically protest and rail against it. Recently, a referendum which involved the population of Livingalongo and Ampezzo, and which tended to request the aggregation to the province of Bolzano, was successful with 80%. Let's say that, on average, the will of the people has not yet been complied.
C'è modo che proprio i girei a voltata. Fausto Menardi di Ornista, che è in cui comanda la compagnia, mi dice Ce lo sta Isi Malto, un'onda la testa fina, il spirito pieno di curiosità e tanta voglia di staduna, e ci ha con ci che mai. Conquiste talente da rassoa, se se vete a servizio di chi oltre, in suo sodalizio, non poteva venire fuori che algo de buono. In my home we speak uh, Ampezzano and the Ampezzana language I could say is my, my mother tongue because it's the first language that I learned when I was a baby and it's the language with which I communicate to my parents, my brothers and my relatives in general. Uh, it's a language then that comes from family. Unfortunately, in Cortina d'Ampezzo, uh, language courses for the Ampezzana language don't exist. Uh, the schools don't provide it, only in rare cases, and they aren't anyhow so routine as to be able to give those who attend these courses for, for the basics in, in this language. Over the years and, and every year there have been attempts to do something about this, but perhaps what is missing is a political intent. Uh, anyhow, there have been attempts to keep this language alive. For around 30 years now, uh, Radio Cortina once a week reads the news brought from Ushdi Ladins, which is the official weekly Ladin newspaper the one that reports the news in five different variants of the Latin language. Not just local news, but current affairs, too. Attached to the Ushdi Ladins, to this Ladin newspaper, is a magazine called Ghana, which has a particularity. Uh, it's created and written entirely by a team of female editors. And we are here in Val Gardena, above Ortizei, in the Monte Rashesha Woods, also known as Rashesha in Ladino and Reshots in German. We meet one of the editors. My name is Ingrid Rungaldir. I work with translating languages. I'm from Ortizei in the Val Gardena. I have two children, a husband and two grandchildren. I'm Ladina. I would define myself like this uh, also because it's my first language, my mother language. Um, belonging to this linguistic group, I think for us is something unusual. It's a bit like we also feel special. Since I was little, I learned Italian and also German, so I have always moved between these three languages, and, and often we don't even know in what language we are speaking, you know? For example, reading a book or watching a film. 
Un progetto che mi sta molto a cuore è il progetto della nostra rivista Ghana. Un progetto che è particolarmente dear to me è il Ghana Magazine Project. We are a group of women, editors of this magazine that exists since uh, 2007. The magazine is called Ghana and uh, Ghana stands for a group of women between uh, a group of women between the man or woman and the mythological and uh, it's a species that's a bit wild as it were uh, a woman that is not tamed more but more physical than a fairy for example and uh, the characteristic is that uh, where she resides where she lives she brings goodness and uh, does good to people but you must not offend her otherwise uh, she disappears and and the goodness that she has brought with her disappears too it seemed like a good name for this magazine a magazine that is an interladina magazine in which we look at the the various ladin idioms and also the standard ladin language Our intention is to provide a platform to lots of women that have different skills. Uh, it's a platform to show and to express one's opinion as well as one's skills and interests. A mio avviso, una lingua e una cultura di minoranza. From my point of view, a minority language and culture are passed down for other reasons than the ones of global culture, such as German-Italian, for example, not to mention the English language, which essentially is extremely useful nowadays. But then, in the case of Ladin, the usefulness of a language becomes less important. We're talking about a language which, if we count all its varieties and all its speakers, reach at most 35,000 people. But still, it's a language that differentiates us from all the others, and this is something that makes us unique in an increasingly global society. So from this point of view, having roots and having a unique characteristic can and do make us proud. 
I think that one of the reasons why, nowadays, we still want to teach and to speak Ladin, and we do so, is because we are proud of having kept this language and this culture up to the present, even in times in which it was difficult to do so. And now that we have the chance of doing so, I'd say it sounds almost like madness not to keep us using Ladin, especially since Ladin, at least in the area of Alto Adige, is the center of that multilingualism of which we are so proud without taking anything away from anyone. In media, un ladino parla meglio tedesco. On average, a Ladin speaks better German than our fellow Italians. He speaks better Italian than our fellow Germans. This is because here, the two languages are on the same level. One language cannot be considered more important than the other. And even if it did, there's a counterbalancing language on the other side. And Ladin keeps these two languages separate. Therefore, the kind of triangulation that exists, especially in Valbadia and in Valgardena between German, Italian and Ladin, is actually an excellent situation for Ladin itself. Because here, Ladin finds itself in a better situation than in Val di Fassa, Livina Longo, Cortina, where Ladin is exposed only to the pressure of one language. So we've seen that even in Europe, a minority language does better in those situations where it's in touch with two languages that, let's say, are at a distance one from the other. While in situations in which the minority language is in contact only with one major language, it's more difficult for the minority language to defend itself. We're aware that if we lose Ladin, we lose what is ours and what makes us different. But we're also aware that this ease with which we learn other languages would probably be lost. Why? Because we know that Ladin is the local language, and again, it's the element that makes us unique. But we're equally aware that it's not enough to survive. We're forced to learn German, Italian and English as well, because Ladin alone would never be enough, and therefore our school system is based on the equal use of German and Italian. We have this very peculiar education system in which each subject is taught half in German, half in Italian. And in addition, we have Ladin as a compulsory school subject for all the inhabitants of the area. Therefore, regardless of whether I'm German, Italian or Ladin, if I live in the Ladin area, if I attend school in the area of Valbadia and Valgardena, I also have to learn Ladin at school, no matter what. I believe that all these aspects contribute to maintaining the use of Ladin and also to making young people understand that if they gave it up hastily, sooner or later, they'd lose something new that makes them unique in a global society, as well as this one thing that characterizes us.
il resto potete leccare fuori a vosotros e vedete per quanto vos. Grazie per mai ascoltare se sentono la settimana che viene. Sani da po'. Dolomiti Sound Stories is a voice production for Dolomiti Superski. Narrator Voices, Margherita Menardi and Ulrike Inerkofler. Director, Gianluca Stazzi and Paolo Barberi. Original Music, Gianluigi Gallo. Sound and Post-Production, Gianluca Stazzi. Editing and Additional Post-Production, Alessio Abeli. Editorial Support, Elisa Cozzolino. Producers, Andrea Maltagliati and Giovanna Surace. English Dubbers, Beth McCritton and Marco Quaglia.